Recognized nationally for excellence in clinical care, Lord's Health System. It's time for Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Lord's Health System is one of the largest providers of cardiac services in the entire Delaware Valley. The experience that comes from this also helps to make Lourdes among the best in the nation. And we're talking today with Dr. Troy Randall. He's a cardiologist with Lourdes Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Randall. What is high blood pressure and how does it contribute to cardiovascular disease? Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Melanie. Uh, high blood pressure, we, we talk, tend to say hypertension, uh, but when I explain it, I, I want to know that you know, once you know that high blood pressure is similar to a weight. And when we lift weights, um, our muscles tend to get big and strong and thick. Um, however, the, the heart's a muscle, and blood pressure is a weight that the heart has to pump against. Uh, the, the problem with the, the heart pumping against uh, the elevated blood pressure is the heart then starts to get thick. And unlike our outside muscles, which gives us strength when the heart gets thick, it becomes stiff. And then it, it then leads to uh, things such as um, heart failure. Uh, we can have stroke. Uh, we can have a higher risk of um, heart disease and heart attacks as well. Uh, and over time, it can also affect your vision and affect your, your kidney function as well. So, you know, very important to, you know, get the blood pressure under control. So what are some risk factors for high blood pressure? The, the biggest risk factor is, is genetic. So, you know, when you have a family history, you know, that's the one thing that you want to try to keep in mind. You know, other things outside of family history are then you know, the lifestyle changes that you have. So things that you control. So I always tell people that there are things that we can control and things that we can't control. So the things that I can't control is, you know, I can't control my genetic makeup. You know, unfortunately, the genes that my parents passed on to me is kind of what I have. Um, I can't control my age. So age is a risk factor. As I get older, I'm going to have a a higher incident of having, you know, heart disease, high blood pressure, uh, and I can't control that. I can do things to make myself look younger, but, you know, the age that chron- chronologically I have is, is always going to be the same. Um, the other thing I can't control is my, my gender. You know, unfortunately, you know, we can do things to make ourselves look a different gender, but the, the gender makeup that we were born with, you know, those things I can't change. So, so those things are like the biggest risk factors that you can't change. In terms of risk factors that you can change, uh, become lifestyle um, activities. So your diet, you know, trying to watch your diet, low-salt low diets, um, trying to uh, cut back on foods that have higher cholesterol, higher fat. Uh, I think if you want to try to limit your sodium, your sweets, trying to limit red meats, that will uh, help you. Um, smoking. Smoking is another big risk factor, so I try to encourage you to cut down on your on smoking as well, you know, hopefully avoid and stop smoking altogether. But that's one of the things that we try to emphasize as well. Uh, another one is alcohol. Um, you know, alcohol definitely is a big risk factor uh, for high high blood pressure as well. So you know, trying to limit your alcohol intake. And what some people don't realize is activity level. So your weight, obesity, and and being inactive is going to put you at a higher risk as well. 
when does blood pressure require medicational intervention? When do you say, okay, you've tried changing some of your diet and gotten a little bit active, but now we need to put you on some of the medications? And explain just a little bit briefly about what these medications are intended to do, Dr. Randall, because people do not understand, and you see so much in the media and commercials about all these different medications. What are they intended to do? So the the first part of the question, you know, when do I start medication? So when we when we talk about high blood pressure, there's you know different goals that we have in mind. And and the the numbers are always somewhat controversial in terms of what's a big target goal. Uh there's always different studies that come out, but I think that the biggest consensus amongst everybody is, you know, we want to shoot for 120 over 80. You know, that's ideal. 120 over 80 is ideal. And then we have different stages. Uh so if you're when I say 120, that top number we call systolic blood pressure, and the, the bottom number, the 80, is the diastolic. So, so the top number is referring to what the blood pressure is doing when the heart is actually contracting and pushing blood out to the body. And the bottom number is the blood pressure in your vessels when the heart's relaxing. Uh, so, you know, when we're, when we're younger, we tend to focus more on the bottle number because that's a better indication of high, high blood pressure. So, you know, I definitely want to target that. And then as we get older, we tend to focus a little bit on the top number. So uh, our ideal goal is 120 over 80. I start talking about treatment when I see blood pressures around 140 over 90. Uh, so a lot of people ha- ha- are resistant to medications, and I understand that, and and a lot of people want to try lifestyle modifications. So I'm willing to be a little liberal and work with you as long as your blood pressure is not over 140 over 90 uh, and give you a chance to modify things. Once you once you get over 140 over 90, then I want to start talking about medications. And there's different medications uh, that we can use. And the idea of the medications, again, is to lower the blood pressure so that we don't have the effects that we talked about before of heart failure, strokes, kidney damage, um, and, that, and that's our goal. One of the things I hear when we talk about medications is the side effect of medications. When you hear all the different medicines on, on, on the media, you know, everybody talks about side effects of medications. And, and I will say, you know, different medicines have different side effects. But when we talk about the side effects of medications, I think we also need to talk about the side effects of the disease process. So, I don't know if many of us think about, you know, so what is the side effect of high blood pressure? So I understand that there's medications, for example, calcium channel blockers um, that we use to lower blood pressure, and the biggest side effect that we worry about with that is, you know, having some edema or swelling. Uh, There's medications that may affect the kidneys. Uh, There's medications that slow the heart rate down and may make me a little bit tired and fatigued. And and those are the things that I think people tend to focus on. But yet, I want to say, what's the side effect of hypertension? So the biggest side effect of hypertension, again, do you want to have a stroke? Do you want to have heart failure? Do you want to have a heart attack? Do you want to be on dialysis because you have kidney failure? Wow, that's so well put and such important information. How often do you want people keeping track, taking their blood pressure? Do you want people getting home sphygmomanometers? Do you want them going to their local drugstore and checking it there? How often do you want it to be monitored? So I, I tend to ask people to, to have their own home blood pressure uh, measurement in kits, especially 
to keep an eye themselves because one of the, the pushbacks I have is, you know, white coat type hypertension. So, you know, my blood pressure is only elevated when I come to see you in the office. So what I encourage then is, you know, you have a blood pressure cuff at home, uh, bring it to you in the office with you when you come to the visit. And part of the reason is, so if my number is higher than your cuff, I want to at least correlate to make sure that we're seeing the same thing. So let's say, for example, at home, you're getting 120, and then in the office, I'm getting 140. Then we know that you know, our numbers are about the same. So one, I like to kind of calibrate what you're measuring at home towards what I'm doing in the office. And then the second part of it is, you know, how frequently. Uh, I, I tend not to try to be too stringent um, because I find that as I become stringent, people are less compliant. So, you know, I usually ask you if you can measure your blood pressure um, at least once a day, three to five times a week, uh, and kind of give us an idea. Ideally, you know, I would like to have two to three measurements a day, but if you can give me at least once, I'm, I'm okay with that. And different times of the day, because, you know, the morning blood pressure may be different than your afternoon blood pressure, which may be different than your evening blood pressure. So I, I like to kind of see exactly what your blood pressure is, the time of day it is, and I ask you to keep a diary of that as well, and then bring that to the office business so we can kind of keep a track of your trends and, and see where you're going with things. Dr. Randall, the systolic, that high number you discussed, that changes with exercise. It can go up and then go down as a result of one bout of exercise, but that lower number diastolic should not change. What do you tell someone if they say, I saw my, my lower number changing around a lot? So, so the top number, again, the systolic is, is the blood pressure as the hardest pump the blood out. The diastolic is when it relaxes. And generally, as you exercise, you're correct. Your, your blood pressure is going to increase. Your systolic is going to increase. And, and that's a natural phenomenon. The, the diastolic may increase slightly, but it's not going to increase as much as that systolic will. So, you know, if your diastolic increased by a few points, you know, two to two to five points, I'm okay with that. But if it's increasing 10 points, uh, it shouldn't increase that much uh, with the exercise. Uh, especially if you're younger, I, I tend to focus a lot more on the diastolic because that's an indicator to how things are going to be later in life. So if your diastolic blood pressure is elevated and not controlled when you're younger, uh, two things. One is your heart's uh, and your arterial vessels are not relaxing as well, which is going to lead to stiffness and be uh, a precursor towards maybe you have a heart failure, things like that when you get older. Uh, the other, as well as it, it may be a precursor to showing that as you get older, your systolic blood pressures are also going to get elevated. So that diastolic um, measurement is a marker to me as well in terms of what your future is going to hold. So I try to be a little bit aggressive as well in treating that number if that increases. So in just the last minute, Dr. Randall, give your best advice for people with high blood pressure, what you tell them every single day that they can do to take care of themselves and even possibly prevent high blood pressure and why they should come to Lord's Health System for their care. So the, the biggest thing with um, high blood pressure, I think, is lifestyle. So, again, we talked about the things that you can change, but the biggest thing that you can change is your diet and, and activity level, and, and that's what I try to encourage. So I try to encourage you to, to monitor your sodium intake, cut back on, on the salt, and increase in exercise. So, you know, stopping smoking is big. 
uh, cutting back on alcohol is big. The biggest uh, thing is going to be weight loss. If you lose about 20 pounds, you can drop your blood pressure 10 to 20 points. And so I try to encourage everyone to try to increase the activity level, try to lose the weight, and that's one of the biggest markers that you're going to have in terms of decreasing your blood pressure. And then after the exercise is going to be the diet, eating more fruits, eating more vegetables, cutting back on the salt, cutting back on the cholesterol, and cutting back on all the um, fats and and, uh, red meat. Why should you come to Lourdes? I think Lourdes, uh, we we have top cardiology. And I, I don't think it matters kind of like where you go in medicine. You know, physicians are great. Uh, but in terms of uh, cardiology, I think the services that we provide is what stand, you know, puts us apart from everybody else. So you can go to any facility and find uh, a cardiologist that, that does well. But in terms of being a uh, personal bowl, in terms of uh what we do for the community, I think that those are the things that set us aside, and, and, and I think that we're very approachable as well. So if you ever have any issues in terms of Cardiovascular Institute, uh, Lourdes is, is definitely at the top. Thank you so much, Dr. Randall, for being with us today. You're listening to Lourdes Health Talk with Lourdes Health System. For more information, you can go to lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.